Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo podcast. We are on day five, and uh, I am day five, Tracy, an author. Welcome, and I'm joined by... I am day five, Erin, <laughs> also an author. Welcome. Oh, amazing. Hello. Welcome to our author chat. This is the first one of week two. Mm-hmm. That you will be hearing with your ears. Yes. Recording on day five, airing yes. on day bigger than five. More than five. Five plus More than five. a number. And that's five when plus it is. between Thursday and Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so. we're authors, we're not mathematicians, okay? Exactly. This isn't nanomathmo. <laughs> There's a reason we chose words and not numbers, all right? Exactly. First things first, it is. The 5th of November, the last episodes that the two of us recorded were on the 1st of November, and a lot has happened since then. It's true. So this week has been a lot. So how are you doing? I'm functioning. Yep. Question mark, I think. Yep. Yeah, that's... Everything's fine. House is on fire. <laughs> Whatever. The, <laughs> the meme cup. is how it, the, you know that how it started, how it's going, yep. where it's the dog in the house on fire, and then the how it's going is the dog in the house on fire, but he's wearing a sticker that says, I voted. <laughs> yeah, I did that's, see that. <laughs> that's it. That's this week. <laughs> that's how How's your feels. week going? Uh, well, it's, I'm okay. So I also found out on Monday that I needed to quarantine for two weeks because I was in close contact with a coworker. This is a lot of backstory. Everyone knows why people quarantine, uh, which I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get way ahead of Nano, not gonna fall behind. My goal this year is to write every day. And I was doing good. So first day, good. I was ahead. Second day, still ahead. Then uh, Tuesday, uh, things broke bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, Tuesday I wrote, I'm pretty sure, earlier in the day. Wednesday did not. I wrote 44 words so I could update on Nano. Hey, that's 44 words that you didn't exactly. have before. It, that counts and that is not you. nothing. That is valid. So then today I didn't, I think I wrote like a paragraph. I was very distracted by everything. And now we're here recording. So yes. I am about, I think you said you were about 3,000 behind and that's where I am. Right yeah, I was a, at the before I did my writing for tonight, mm-hmm. I was about 3000 behind the to stay on track for the 50,000 goal. Oh, OK. Now I do have my, my abridged 30,000 goal. That mm-hmm. is like my if I hit that, I'll be happy. But anyone who has listened to me <laughs> talk on this podcast for any amount of time knows that I am really determined to hit that 50K oh, yeah. come hell or high water. So I do. Let's see. What is my word count right now? I am at 6,093 words right now, and I need to be at 8,335 by midnight in order for me to be on track. So I is do that think that is? I will be doing some extra writing tomorrow and this weekend. I don't know when this weekend, because I'm going to be at the barn again all weekend. Because oh, yeah. Because the barn is where I spend my weekends now. Mm-hmm. It's my happy place. <laughs> we, everyone needs one of those. I'm glad you have yes. one. Well, I'm at 4,902 words. I haven't updated to add the single lone paragraph that I wrote today. So yeah, I'm a little over like what, 3,400 something that I need. But again, I am in quarantine. So that's like part of the thing where I'm like, I don't work until next week, Friday. So I waitress for anyone who doesn't know. So like I have to go to work. But anyway. Yeah, it's, you know, something, something. I feel like 
day five is way too early for us to be like, whatever. (laughs) I don't even care anymore. (laughs) But like this week has been a lot and it's lasted like four decades. Mm -hmm. And I just I'm so tired, Tracy. Same. So what is happening in your story right now? Okay, good. Yes. Let's talk about the the work. So in my story, I am writing a fantasy and now I have to look at it to refresh my memory. So what's happening is that my main character, she just wants to stay home. She works on an orchard. She's like, this is what my life is going to be. I don't need people, you know, whatever. I live in my little niche world in this small town in this kingdom. And uh, so there's this tower that is influencing her dreams now and she doesn't know why she keeps thinking about it and she keeps waking up like halfway out the door like she is ready to leave and go like figure out what the deal is with this tower like that's what her dreams are so what's happening now in my story is I've been doing a lot more skipping where I did a couple sections because it's the beginning so I'm like I want to get more to the meat of it and then come back and circle back and fill in some gaps so I did a couple things in brackets I'm like okay this is what's going to happen here I'm also splitting things up into chapters which is not something I did last year I basically just had a big block so I'm like okay this feels like a good break So I'm like, she just got to the tower. She can't figure out why she's there. And then she takes a nap. And now I've switched perspectives to the second character, which I'm really excited about. So, yeah. So she's just showing up now. And I'm going to start writing their meeting, which I'm very excited about. So, yeah, that's cool. Yes. Awesome. I can't remember if I mentioned this. I don't think I talked about this with Morgan, but I know I brought it up with James that this is one that I kind of started a few years ago. And just like it it ended up being like 36 handwritten pages when I did my interview at that point, I couldn't find it. But then after I interviewed like the next day, I'm like, I have to find this. Like I was thinking about things like, I don't know why I made that decision. Like I just want to read like my own source material to kind of see like the backstory and whatever. So I ended up finding it and I'm really happy about it. I'm not using any of those words now. Like it it was written in a very different style. Sure. But it helped explain some of the decisions I made, which helps a lot because I couldn't remember from like two years ago. So that was cool. That's good. So that's just a yeah. I'm glad you found that. that. Yeah, me too. What's happening in your story, Erin? Well, in my story, I have decided that. Or, so I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, when I talked to Rihanna last year, she was talking yeah. about how the story she was writing. She's like, I'm just gonna fill it with all of the fluffy, tropey stuff that I love. And this story <sighs> may may be bad, but it's gonna be just for me. And I'm like, you know what? That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I have decided that there. <laughs> My my main character has just moved from Colorado to Virginia okay. because her mom got her mom is in academia question mark I'm not entirely sure what her mom does she was going to be like a congressperson but then I decided I don't I was just going to say do that on your last episode with James you were like feeling it out I think you said canonically she's a spy so yes holding you to yes. that canonically one. Yep. she is a spy but she is masquerading as. <laughs> I don't know if she's like a law professor or a science, like, you know, high up in science or whatever. I don't know. But so she's she got a job at a university. So they've moved to Virginia. And her dad is her dad is basically Stephen King. Like, he's (laughs) he's like a super (laughs) prolific horror writer. And so the opening scene is her parents are like, hey, we have a surprise for you. And it's like two weeks after they've moved. 
So they put her in the car and they drive her to this barn that's like a 10 minute drive away. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you're doing a lesson here. And she's like, "Okay, weird. I thought we were probably going to have to wait a while before we find me a new barn. But cool. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to complain. So she has her lesson. She meets a couple girls um, who also take lessons there. She it turns out that the horse that they have her riding looks just like the horse that she used to lease back in Colorado. Oh, but when she was in Colorado, she was a barrel racer. And this new barn is like hunter jumpers. Um, so she has to learn a whole new style of riding with like a whole completely different saddle. So she's, you know, she's an mm. accomplished rider, but learning some brand new stuff that like, you know, during the lesson, she ends up trying to take a jump and she falls off. Oh, and she's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Gets back on, does the jump again. Everything is good. But then there's, you know. The snotty girl at the barn whose horse is named Diamond. Of course. And, you know, she's making fun of Hope, but then she has to leave because her mother is coming to pick her up so that they can go get highlights in their hair. Because in my book, <laughs> COVID doesn't exist and you can just go get highlights. Yeah. Because you feel like you can it. You just do that. And then after the lesson, her parents and her instructor are like, so, you know, how do you like the horse? And she's like, no, I like him a lot. He's he's really sweet. He's really fun. And they're like, good, because he's yours. <gasps> We we bought him for you. Oh. Um, so that's kind of where <laughs> I've wrapped up. They're basically yeah. they they it's like a provisional thing okay. where he had like the instructor found this horse for her based on what her parents said that they were looking for. And so she's got him on kind of a trial period. And if she likes him, then they will finalize the purchase. And if not, they'll continue looking for a horse who's a better match. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put in like your parents just give you a horse <laughs> and it turns out to be the perfect horse for you. Right. And you meet these two girls who are really nice. And then there's this other girl who's just awful. Yeah. Because every I feel like every middle grade yep. horse girl story needs a girl who's just absolutely awful. Yeah. So there's there's going to be something where she's going to have to there's going to be some kind of a horse show and she's not going to be ready for it, but her friend, her new friends are going to help her get ready and she's going to end up actually really doing, doing really well. She's not going to take like first or anything, but she's going to do really well and she's going to get like, you know, the grudging, she's going to, the, the, the mean girl is going to be like grudging, begrudgingly Uh impressed. And because if I do end up going for the 50,000 goal, that's like two middle grade books. Yep. So I might write, two books do this it. nano yes um and the next one is going to be they're going to be like camp counselors at like a like summer camp or something okay i like so, that a lot that's all the plot that i have for that but yeah no i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty good about it um i do feel like i'm spending more time than i need to be on certain things like i'm right i'm writing as though i am writing a fifty thousand word mm. novel as opposed to writing like I'm writing a 25,000 word novel yeah, yeah. for kids. So there's so much that I'm going to end up having to take out. Right. But I'm like, I'm just going to describe every horse in excruciating detail. <laughs> I was going to make fun of you when you started your sentence. Uh, so I'm going to do it now. When you were sure, saying, make fun of me. <laughs> you spend too much time. I'm like, oh, yeah. Google searching images of horses, Aaron. <laughs> To find your no, perfect it was horse. just that one time <laughs> for five hours. Well, no, Tracy and I were doing. We, you and I oh, were we doing did a sprint. Sprons. Yeah, yeah. It was when we were doing our sprints, and we were doing a ten-minute sprint, and I wrote for about thirty seconds, and then went to look up a horse, and then ten minutes later, the timer went off, and I had written 
you know, four <laughs> words. But I really needed to know what Apollo looked like. Well, yeah. I mean, that's important. Yeah. Okay, so you said that uh, Rihanna was doing more of, like, the tropes that she likes in her story. And mm -hmm. so you're kind of doing that this year, right? A little more? Yeah. I, I kind of hit a point, like, mm -hmm. so, the, okay, the last episode that I recorded prior to season two starting yeah. was with Morgan and we were both talking about like our writing goals and stuff. And then I never ended up updating on that. But yeah. I although those writing goals went right out the window because I decided to submit to a mentorship contest. Oh, yeah. And I did not I was not accepted for it, which is totally fine. Um, I did get a request for a full from the mentors I had submitted to. So that was uh -huh. cool. Yeah. But I've been like doing a lot of like revisions and I'm at the point where I'm just so sick to death of my own stupid book <laughs> that I'm like, yeah. you know what? I need to get back to writing something that is just fun for me. I don't anticipate that this story is ever going to see the light of day yeah. um, in terms of getting published or anything, but I'm writing it just for me because I need to remember what it's like to have fun writing. Because mm -hmm. um, I've been so right. bogged down in revisions that I don't remember why I like doing this. Oh, so yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, that that sounds so yeah. melodramatic, but it's just like th I, I've been doing right. a lot of like nitty gritty and minutia type stuff, and I need to kind of get back to just Zoom letting letting things bit. flow, and whatever words come out are the words that come out, and I can fix it later, right or not. <laughs> So you kind of answered the second part of my question, but my follow-up was going to be, do you feel like that's been a little more freeing, like that you enjoy it more? Because I've been finding that I'm like, oh yeah, I want to make this, I told Morgan, I want to make this something that I could pseudo-publish in some way, like put right. it out there, you know, on the blog, whatever. And I'm kind of finding myself censoring, not censoring, but uh, self-editing a little too much before I even let myself get something out. I'm like, oh, I'm starting too many sentences with she. I need to switch it up, which is like, yeah, I do. But that can be an editing thing, too. I just need to right. put something down and then go back and figure out how to make it sound better. So, like, is it flowing better? Um, or? Yes. Yes. And no. Is the writing better? No, no. The writing yeah. isn't. It, it's it's not good writing. It's very it's weird because I'm not used to writing for this age group. And right. so I'm just using kind of my own normal writing voice. And I guess I'll have to fix that later. So I'm trying not to let myself think about that too much. But it is very mm -hmm. freeing to know that it doesn't like I'm probably not going to do anything with this. So mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter if my characters are, you know, not talking the way actual 13 year olds talk. Yeah. Um, if you know, that's something I can fix later if I decide I want to, but I don't have to. I right. can just have fun writing a story about girls who like horses. And it's really nice to just kind of not care quite yeah. so much because the story I was working on last year, too, I was I had like some like racial identity type stuff in it that I ended up actually deciding to take out later on because I realized that being a white girl trying to write not white characters is a little bit problematic now, yeah. my, my headcanon for this main character is that she is biracial, but I don't know if I will end up keeping that or not in the long run. Yeah. Just because I don't want to encroach on anything, but like that's kind of how I've always pictured her. So right. I'm like, I'm just going to write her the way I picture her and I can change it mm -hmm. later if I need to. Right. So, from, yeah. From like the things I've seen, you want to 
include a diverse cast of characters and you want exactly. to have, you know, represent a lot of different people. From what I've seen, it feels like a lot of the consensus is you should include characters that are different from yourself. Just yes. not making the story about their struggle. Exactly. You know, their identity struggle. Because um, that's not your story to tell, but just having them in your story, I think, is a good thing. So Yeah, it, it's interesting because the... So the book series that I'm kind of modeling, not modeling this after, but like I read a lot of horse series growing up and the main one that I read was the Saddle Club and it was about three girls and one of them was black and it was just like not even a thing. Now, granted, this was also like the early to mid 90s. Yeah, it was just a description. And I think now, you know, in 2020, it would be handled maybe a little bit differently. But also if the whole point of the story is these are girls who ride horses. Right. That is what the story is about. The things about them that make them different from yourself and each other are kind of, I mean, they're, they don't need to be the focus of it if everyone right. who's around them knows that about them. Obviously, we're just two white women. So exactly. <laughs> definitely exactly. not the end. I'll be all on that topic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, so so you, your character is searching for a tower. That she yes. had a dream about. Is this? Yes. So is it mostly just her at this point? Yeah. So in the world of the story, the tower is a big freaking deal because it's like no one knows where it came from. It's super tall. It's practically like it's an impossible thing. And in the world of the story, magic is a myth. So okay. there's like, you know, there's legends about magic, you know, stuff like that. Kind of almost how we are. But um, so the tower is like this impossible thing that people are drawn to and um it's surrounded by what's going to be called the deadlands or something different but i feel like if this was a real thing people would call it the deadlands because going out from the tower in like a perfect circle the vegetation is gone and it just kind of like spreads out like that gradually until you know the forest is thinner toward closer to the tower stuff like that but then like they learn about it in school and whatever and then there are always kids every year that are like yeah i'm gonna be an adventure i'm gonna go figure this tower out i'm gonna go there i'm gonna solve the mystery and usually they end up dying at the base of the tower so it's gonna be like she's gonna be like i never understood why people did that and then she's getting pulled for some reason and i don't i know why i know because because uh keen listeners will remember that i actually plotted this year yeah you did um (laughs) so i actually know why uh but i don't know if i want to give that away yet don't give that away yet yeah is well yeah because aaron you might be one of my beta readers if you're so up to it so yeah yeah, yeah, I'm intrigued by the story. So the tower isn't something that she dreamed about and then, like, it's something that already existed in her world. Yeah. It's not like she was dreaming about this tower right. and then one day the tower just, like, popped up out of nowhere and she's like, right. oh, hey, I dreamed about that tower. Yeah. It's like this thing that's been around for, like, a few hundred years. And okay. they're like, there's no record of it. We don't have any building records, but people started writing about it about four to five hundred years ago. And it's like... Okay. We just don't know where it came from. So it's it's definitely like a major source of curiosity and intrigue and stuff like that. So she's and I just like assume magic, even though magic is a myth. I, That's maybe, that is you don't have to tell me, but magic. that I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> yeah, that is my assumption is that there yeah. is something magical about this oh, magic yeah. tower, which I'm picturing. 
honestly looking kind of like the Washington Monument. I'm sure that's not actually what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I picture like a circle, but stone all the way up. Okay. So it, it, honestly, yeah, if the Washington Monument, if you couldn't see the top, it just kind of disappeared into the sky. Yes. Oh, that tall tower. That tall. Oh, yeah. interesting. Interesting. Um, so yeah, so it's like, it's not just like she dreams about the tower. She's like, oh, interesting. That, what a weird dream. It's like she is compelled. She can't stop thinking about it. She is honestly like within its thrall. Like she ha- feels the need, like she can't function in her everyday life anymore without it disturbing everything. So I'm also rereading Twilight, the Twilight series for some reason. <laughs> so like I stayed up until 2.45 last night to finish New Moon. Honestly, I'm super enjoying it. Like I know it's a flawed series, but oh my God, it, it's a much better read, I think, than the movies were. Okay. Um, but I haven't read it since middle school. And it's just, it's fun. Like I'm enjoying them so much. Good. So I'm a little worried I might be writing in the style of Stephanie Meyer's Twilight, but you know, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Well, I, I will tell you if you are. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Finished New Moon last night. Definitely going to start Eclipse after we talk. Um, But yeah. So the uh, the one other thing that I did want to talk about is that uh, Morgan told me last episode that I should start reading Take Off Your Pants, the Libby Hawker mm-hmm. book about plotting. And I did. And I'm like halfway through it. And it's been helping a lot with character stuff. Good. So like she was talking a lot. Um in her episode about how she plotted her novel, uh, Morgan was with mm-hmm. like the character growth and like a lot of the external things can change, but your character like growth can stay the same. And I think that's helped a lot because I'm like, okay, so my story is about this tower and what's going on with this tower. And it really helped me shift to know this is about Marlene and what her character growth needs to be. So then you can like pick out, okay, this like sort of thing needs to happen for her and then kind of work the like plot and decoration around, you know, what emotional things she has to go through. So that helped a lot. Good. So, I have that. I'm really book. enjoying that. I, yeah. I have that one. I also have uh Save the Cat writes a yep. novel that I haven't read yet. I read Take Off Your Pants. I have not mm-hmm. read Save the Cat all the way through yet. But I started reading it and I was taking some notes and I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't know if I mm-hmm. like I'm I'm winging this nano so much. Right. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe I just write and see what happens and worry about it later. Well, because again, like and I've done that in the past and it's never gone well for me. But <laughs> but if you're again, enjoying it, what the hell? I'm writing this for me more than I am for any like, you know, last year I was writing with the intention of this book will one day be on shelves. Yeah. Now I'm writing with the intention of let's see how many words I can write this month. So yeah. well, I don't feel like I need to worry so much about plot and character arc and stuff like that at this point. Yeah. Plus, like, I feel like with um, middle schoolers in middle school middle grade novels it's a lot not like a lot more straightforward but it's like kids will maybe read those books and then they get really obsessed and they're like i just want to read the same book essentially over and over and over again so like all those horse books can be the same exactly just slightly different characters slightly different situations but that's what they want like and that's perfectly valid like it's super comforting and like well and they're they're a lot more like your character arcs don't need to be super deep because right. when you schoolers. are 13 <laughs> your wants and needs and yeah. the the trajectory that your life is going on during the course of a book that takes place over the course of a month 
yeah. is going to be much simpler than, mm-hmm. you know, high fantasy or right. even a romance or any other book that, ha- quite frankly, has higher stakes. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, there are books yeah. about 13-year-olds that have high stakes, but my book is not one of them. My book mm-hmm. is, oh, can she train hard enough and fast enough to be able to participate in the horse show? Right. Guess what? She can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's great. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to have fun with it. We'll see mm-hmm. what my word count is when I talk to whoever I talk to next week. Do you have any final thoughts or anything um, you wanted to talk about that we didn't touch on yet? I don't think so. Yeah. At this point. At this point, I don't have many thoughts, full stop, <laughs> because it is almost 11.30 p.m. and I'm very yep. tired and Oopsie. my brain is just fried this week. So, yeah. yeah. And I do want to try to get a few more words in before I go to bed. Tracy, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet, you can find me at Adil Swarlock. And by internet, I do mean Twitter. So that's me. <laughs> And I'm on Twitter at unabashedly Aaron. I'm also on most of the rest of the internet at interba- interbashably. That's not a word. <laughs> interbashably Saren. <laughs> Perfect. Jeez. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm just gonna leave it. Yeah. Look up interbashably Saren and see what happens. And tell them. Happens. Tell them I say hi. <laughs> yeah. You say social media enough. People should know. Yeah. Yeah. We are on Twitter as a podcast at Wham Juice Pod. So it's. W-H-A-M, Juice mm-hmm. Pod, right? Yep. Uh, so interact with us because it's super fun and we love it. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network and you can find us at scavengersnetwork.com. On Twitter at scavengersnet. We have merch on scavengersnet. We do. We have merch. I need to, you know what? I have not yet this nano season uh, mm-hmm. had coffee out of my Wham Juice mug. I'm going to do that tomorrow. You got it tomorrow. I'll tweet a picture. First day nano I had a coffee out of my nano mug i almost said nano out of my nano mug interesting that does Um, i have a nano mug too i have a wham juice mug and the official nano mug from last year so maybe i need to just those will be my mugs this month um we have a google voicemail if you all listening want to commiserate with us that way we will put your voice on the podcast if you want us to the new number for that is wet bad zero hot which is 938 (laughs) Two two three zero four six eight. Wow. So yeah, I think that's it. Tracy's talking to James next week. I'm talking to someone who is not Tracy or James next week. Um, and this is the last time I'm going to talk to Tracy for the duration of this ever again. So, as we always say here on Wet Hot American Moon Juice, it's been lovely talking to you, Tracy. Friendship over. Wham Juice is a proud member of the Scavengers Network. All of the authors on this show are part of other projects on the Scavengers Network, with the exception of Kyle, but he's new here and uh, we haven't finished the hazing process yet. If you want to go find out about all the other shows on the network, go to scavengersnetwork.com and just take it all in. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Do you wish your life was a little more spooky? 
Well, what the heck? Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Tall tales. Although we went to dinner last night and you told the lady on our wait list that our name was Cradge. Was it Cradge? <laughs> Creepy cryptids. There. Poor Pizza Rat. Pizza Rat is pizza and a rat. Yeah, it's double delicious. He's a rat with pizza. It's like, yeah. oh, man. Thank God there hasn't been a corn dog rat. Or you'd be eating that I rat. Think, you know what? I think, in my defense, if someone was like, you ate a live rat, I'd say, well, it was holding a perfectly good corn dog. <laughs> Monstrous goofs. Well, you could probably just put a video because, like, our tombstones will probably just be, like, videos replaying. They'll be, like, memes or oh gifts. Yeah. Our tombstones will probably just be gifts. That's, that's one of the coolest things you've ever said. A spooky spell. <laughs> Sorry, there's something stuck in my throat that whole time. Spooky Spouses, a part of the Scavengers Network and Viddy Space. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts.